What's up? It's the Micah from the MTG Untapped Podcast, and welcome to the very first sideboard special. After some back and forth with Costa, we decided to add a new little special, not a full podcast, but just a single person talking about something magic related, and so we can have more freedom in what we talk about and kind of reserve the main podcast from something that entails more back and forth. And if you haven't noticed, the topic for this very first sideboard special is we're talking about the Jumpstart Historic Horizons, something that actually leaked late last week uh, after we recorded the podcast then officially announced today, Monday, July 26th. Yep, that's today. And in a IGN article announcement, whatever the thing, they show, they announced the set, which is going to be an MTG Arena, or maybe after we're done with this, Hearthstone, uh, exclusive set on August 12th that will contain 782 legal and historic format cards, along with 31 entirely new cards unique to Arena. Uh, that's, that's not an entirely new thing. There are like, I think there's like one for each color from like the starter decks, which are not actual paper cards, but they're like one, one goblins with haste. So they're like almost basically functional reprints of like other cards, which begs the question why they just put the original cards on there. But I digress. So they announced this, and my guttural instinct is. I'm not. I don't think I like the whole unique cards on arena. Arena is meant to be where people can go on a convenient digital platform and jam some Magic: The Gathering. And a lot of people was like, "All right, I kind of miss playing in paper, especially over the past two years or so." And it's that supposed to be that same experience. I mean, granted, you're still going to have like standard and stuff, but if they go too crazy with these unique to arena cards. Does it change the feeling of the game? And boy, golly, in my opinion, I think they went a little bit too far here. Granted, we also had stuff like companions and learn lessons and whatever over the past year of like magic design. So they've been changed as well as like dungeons and AFR. But and some of those have gone over better than others. But we're going in this little sideboard special. We're going to be going over the nine cards they revealed as well as a couple new mechanics. And I'll be offering my thoughts on them. And so, as I said, in this little IGN article, you get, uh, they go over nine cards. Two of them are reprints. And actually, hmm, I'm seeing, I'm actually on the Goldfish previews, and they have 11 cards here. So I wonder where this, oh, hmm. Well, this is interesting. So, in terms of reprints, I believe the two that they announced in the IGN article was, first up, Ponder. That's kind of funny, because they just basically banned Brainstorm in Historic, and Ponder's another one of those really powerful single blue mana cantrips that allows you to see lots of cards, and up until recently, Ponder was actually... No, Preordain was a more expensive one. But either way, that's a kind of funny card to add immediately after the brainstorm suspended but like i said on the podcast last week that card's just gonna be banned there's there's rarely been a situation where a card goes on the suspend list and not just eventually becomes banned so adding ponder to the format is actually kind of funny to me uh please don't ban it and then another one is actually one 
from Modern Horizons 1 and something that was in the leak, but not necessarily this IGN article, was that most of these cards, which 700 and what was it, 782? That's a lot of cards. Uh, most of these cards are going to be from Modern Horizons 1 and 2. And we got our first MH1 card that's going to be on Arena. And that's Ranger Captain of Eos, the one white, white human soldier 3 3 at Mythic. That one ETBs, you get to search a library for a creature card with CMC. Huh, that didn't. It's a man of value now. One or less, reveal it and put it into your hand. And then you can also sacrifice it, and your opponent can't cast non-creature spells this turn. So that's actually a really dope card to have on Historic, on Arena in general. I don't know. I don't play enough Historic to really understand like, what kind of deck it would go in. But with 782 new cards, the meta is probably going to change quite a bit, especially with some of these new ridiculous cards. And, and these other two cards that are on the uh, Goldfish previews, probably could have done a, a bit more research before hopping on to record this, but they have Stormfront Pegasus, which is just a one white for a two one flyer. No, I'm good. But those have Tropical Island. And I, it's, I mean, it's like the digital version, but it has the Jumpstart logo at Rare. And are they going to be putting the original duels on MTG Arena? That seems... Because in the uh, in the IGN article, they talked that we had to be careful about what Modern Horizons cards we put into this set in terms of power level historic. First off, there's no reason why historic can't just be that level of power level. There's just no reason whatsoever. But also, if they do that in the same set, they put original dual lands. No one ever accused Watsy of being consistent. But I kind of hope they do that. You don't get the chance to play with original duels that often, and putting it on their most popular online client would be uh, plus one in the Micah's book. But that's it for the reprints that we've gotten so far. I hope these uh, other two are real. That'd be... I mean, store for, I mean, that's whatever. I mean, it might show up in a deck or so. It's a two-power, two-mana flying creature, so that's pretty dope. But original duels on Arena, I really hope that comes to pass. But that's enough of that. Let's move on to some of these weird new cards and they actually announced two new mechanics and with these arena original or whatever cards they said they wanted to make them to where they could only exist on arena and the way they did it is with two new mechanics that they might have more we shall see but the first of them is called seek which is a digital twist on the tutor effect according to this article and in this mechanic there's specific criteria, and when it, something sinks, you randomly pull from your library a card that meets that criteria. So, for example, we have the card Manor Guardian, which is two and a black for a 4-3 demon. Wow, three mana 4-3, that's pretty dope. Uh, demon at uncommon, and when Manor Guardian dies, each player seeks a non-land card with mana value two or less. So, when this card dies, randomly from your library, both players will receive a non-land card with mana value two or less that is incredibly hearthstone it's that's that, that anything brand like some people caught kind of up about like the whole like die rolls oh you're just interesting or interesting you're entering what's the word i'm trying to think of here you're putting too much rng into the game of magic there's already enough with the shuffling and the getting mana flooded mana screwed whatever that kind of thing is but 
these style of straight up Hearthstone effects is, in my opinion, that's going way too far. And at some point, you're just fundamentally changing the game of magic that people downloaded this client for. But the other new mechanic is called Perpetually. I wonder if y'all can guess what this does. And the, whenever this keyword comes to effect, it modifies a specific card permanently, even as it enters other zones of play. So if something... Uh, um, now let's just get an example in here. Uh, we have Davriel's Withering, a single black man for an instant at common. It says target creature perpetually gets minus one, minus two. So they cast this on a creature on board. It goes to your graveyard. In the graveyard, it still has minus one, minus two. And say you play a raised dead and bring it back to your hand. In your hand, that card still has minus one, minus two. And whenever you play that card again, it still has minus one, minus two. And say you cast this on a X to anything smaller than that. That card basically is basically just exile. It doesn't exist anymore because you can't really do anything with it. And I hate that so much. I'm struggling to come up with the words to say about this because I was actually texting with Costa. I, was like, I, I feel like this changes the game too much. Like, Grant, there's obviously the reason why this is a digital only thing, but I play Arena to get my Magic the Gathering fix in. This is Hearthstone. I stopped playing Hearthstone when Arena dropped. If I wanted to play Hearthstone, I'd play Hearthstone. Give us Magic the Gathering. Give us Crawl Worms for crying out loud. Maybe not that, but give us the things that make Magic the Gathering great. Don't push it this far in your, to a point you're turning it into an inferior game like Hearthstone. But that, so that's the perpetual perpetually mechanic that's pretty i couldn't come up with a better word than just perpetually i couldn't even give it any sort of like flavor win there but so we've now covered two of these cards and gone over the mechanics so let's finish off this list first up we have return to the ranks x white white for a sorcery at rare it has convoke so convoke you can tap any number of your creatures to pay a generic mana cost for this card wait convoke also you can put if the card has a color you can actually i was thinking of the like delve or something so you can actually tap white creatures to pay for the white mana requirement for this but it says return x target creature cards with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield so a mass reanimation for white we need x that seems like a maybe a one or two of if you're playing those style of decks in constructed so it's kind of hard to make any sort of prognostications when it comes to constructed with these cards because dropping that many new cards and this many stupid, silly mechanics at the same time, I just hope they don't ruin this format. Because actually, because their track record with keeping a healthy standard isn't very good. And on Arena, when standard's not good, you can always just see what hilarious things happening on Historic and we shall see. But I'll give this card a thumbs up. In a regular healthy meta, card like this seems very solid. And next up, we have the Subversive Acolyte. Black, black for a human 2-2 at rare. Has the activate ability. Pay two mana and two life and choose one. Activate only once. Subversive Acolyte becomes a human cleric. It gets plus one, plus two, and gains lifelink. Or Subversive Acolyte becomes a Phyrexian and it gets plus three, plus three and gains Trample. And whenever this creature is dealt damage, sacrifice it many permanents. Note, none of these say until end of turn. So you 
pay this cost and it just becomes this. And this card is stupid. Just because you either, okay, you can pay four mana for like a three, four lifelink, but it's like four mana, like Phyrexian Obliterator. Five, five trample whenever it's dealt damage, sacrifice any permanents, play that against a red deck. They're just like, well, I guess I better just concede. It's like four mana. That's, this card is, this seems like it might just be straight up broken. Uh, yeah, I'm going, this card's straight up bro broken. It wouldn't be a surprise if the inconsistent mad lads over it with Wizards of the Coast decided to end up banning this. this well, it might be, it's a fair card. It dies to non-red removal. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> but like Faraday's fire, what is would it be Soul Seer? Soul Seer is like the five damage red removal now. Doing that. All right. I killed your creature, but now I have to sack five permanents. Oh, there I'll go all my lands. Uh, yeah, this card's stupid. This has to see play in whatever desolate wasteland historic becomes after this set comes out. So, but I'm also a big fan of just powerful cards. So I'm giving it a thumbs up. Uh, next up, we have Lumbering Light Shield. One white for a 1-4 illusion at common. When Lumbering Light Shield enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals a non-land card at random from their hand. It gains perpetually. This spell costs one more to cast. So we have both the random element. That's not necessarily entirely new to magic, just because like, you've had like right, gambles, stuff like that. But perpetually making it cost one more to cast... I think like they could have just given this the uh, elite spellbinder effect. Like target opponent reveals a card at random from a hand, you exile it, and now that card costs one more to cast. That keeps it magic to me. But the perpetually thing, I guess the difference isn't that big, but like if there's cards like gonna be this could easily be a paper card if they just template it like that, like they do with Elite Spellbinder. No one would still play this card, I don't think. But this this card isn't as egregious as some of the others, but I'm, get, I'm still going to give it a thumbs down based on principle. Uh, we already talked about Davriel's Withering. We already talked about Ranger Captain of Eos. I will save this mad lad for last. So next up, we have Plague Crafters Familiar. One in the black for a 1-1 rat at common. It has Death Touch, and whenever it enters the battlefield, choose a creature card in your hand. It perpetually gains Death Touch. This is dumb. They could have just done, like, put this in, like, an Aquarius-style effect where you play it and you give another creature on the battlefield death touch. You give a death touch counter. Why do you want to affect cards in your hand? Because I feel like you would want to play this after you played some more important creature and then you just swing in. But playing this and then something later having death touch seems not as good. So, on that, I say this card sucks. Gets a thumbs down. Mainly because it also has the perpetually thing, which I am not a fan of. And last up of these new Jumpstart Historic Horizons cards, we have a new Planeswalker. We have Davriel Soul Broker. Two black black for a four loyalty legendary Planeswalker. Davriel at Mythic has three loyalty abilities. First one is plus one until your next turn whenever an opponent attacks you or and or Planeswalkers you control, they discard a card. If they can't, they sacrifice an attacking creature. That's pretty good protection. And then minus two, accept one of Davriel's offers, then accept one of Davriel's conditions. 
I'm going to go over those in just a moment. And then it has minus three. Target creature perpetually gets minus three, minus three. Bleh. That's a powerful effect. But as you know, the Micah's official opinion, perpetually minus three, that's dumb. But as for these uh, offers and conditions, they have them listed on the IGN article. And first up, the offers are draw three cards or you conjure a mana guardian card into your hand. So you add that three mana, four, three, we talked about earlier and just put one in your hand. It doesn't come from anywhere, your sideboard or your deck. And then it says return two random creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. They perpetually gain plus one, plus one. Bleh. Uh, I mean, that's good, but I just hate this perpetually thing. And then uh, also has return a random creature card with the highest mana value from among cards in your graveyard to the battlefield. Or you get an emblem with creatures you control got plus two plus oh. Or you get an emblem with spells you cast cost a single black less to cast. They have this in like, oh, it says OB in brackets. So it says zero and a black. So I'm assuming this is just a single black mana. And this is also says you get an emblem with Davriel Planeswalkers control have plus two draw a card. And then you get an emblem with whenever you draw a card, you gain two life. So all these are extremely powerful effects. So you get to pick, right? That's how it's worded. Except one, yeah, so I'm assuming that's how it works. Who knows with these random jank Hearthstone mechanics now in Magic Arena starting August 12th. But uh, yeah, all these are really strong effects. Uh, let's see what some of these conditions are. So first up, you lose six life. Draw three cards, lose six life. People would do that. Uh, next up is exile two cards from your hand. If fewer than two cards are exiled this way, each opponent draws a card equal to the difference. And if you have two lands in hand, that's not so bad. And then sacrifice two permanents, that's not so bad. You got like small tokens or creatures or an extra land or so. Each creature control perpetually gets plus one. Oh, each creature you don't control perpetually. So you anthem your opponent's team. Hmm. But it's only for uh, the creatures on board. Or you get an emblem of creatures you control, get minus one, minus oh. Then depending on your deck strategy, that might not be so bad at all. And it says you get emblem with spells you cast, cost a single black more to cast. Okay, I kind of want to play this card just so I can pick the, you get the emblem with they cost less and more. Just to be a hilarious idiot. I don't know. Or there's an, you get an emblem with whenever you draw a card, exile the top two cards of your library. Hmm, that might not be so bad. And then you get an emblem with, at the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life for each creature you control. Uh, if you're running this in like a hard control deck that doesn't run any creatures, then there are a few of these conditions where it's just, okay, I just get any of these effects for free. So that's actually really, really strong. Like Davriel in a hard control deck, is like, okay, I'll draw three cards, and oh, all my creatures are a little dinky now, but... <laughs> jokes on you i don't have any creatures so this card's probably super powerful i don't know if it's gonna break the format but it's a really strong mono black mid-range card the plus one is strong the minus two can be insane and the minus three we don't talk about because perpetually can get in the bin i'm not a fan of this nonsense in my magic the gathering premium card game for ages 13 and up and so that concludes the nine cards that were revealed uh, to be in MTG Arena in Jumpstart Historic Horizons. Let us know on Twitter at MTG Untapped Pod or on Facebook at MTG Untapped Podcast what you think about 
these new mechanics. Do you like them? Do you hate them? I surely hate them. I, I mean, I'm going to play these cards, obviously, but I'm not going to like it. I just don't want... Nah, okay, whatever. So that concludes this first sideboard special. Very first time I've ever actually recorded by myself. Uh, let me know how I did. Shoot us an email at untapmailbag at gmail.com. Also, if you have any other questions you want us to talk about on the main podcast, and if you send us something that we actually do talk about on the podcast, you will get a special shout out on air whenever that happens. But I've run out of stuff to say. I hate this so much. I just, please don't ruin it, Wizards. But also, please give us Master of Death on Arena. That's probably my favorite MH2 card. Um, so hopefully that happens. But yeah, so you'll be hearing me again this Friday, 7 a.m. Central Time on the MTG Untapped podcast, along with Costa and a special new guest as we discuss AFR Limited. And I hope you all looking forward to that. But that'll do it for the very first sideboard special. Hope you all have a great week and take care.